next episode of Fear Itself is Larry Fessenden's Skin and Bones with a screenplay by our not-so-favorite team of Drew McWeeny and Rebecca Swan, credited then as Scott Swan. Yeah. Oh, I have a feeling we may be on different sides of this one. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, no, this could be good. You tell me what, um... And before we get into plot, initial impressions of Skin and Bones. Um, initial impressions? Uh, thumbs up, thumbs some, down. Some things were good. Okay. <laughs> That's my Siskel and Ebert style review. <laughs> some things were good. Um, thumb in the middle. No, I don't, I can't, I can't in good conscience give this like a enthusiastic thumbs down, but I... I had I didn't I didn't like the story and and the pacing was a little not where it was at for me. It was again it was it was very 101 horror 101. It felt like Fair. somebody might have seen Ravenous and was like, "You know what's an underexplored genre?" Like cool cannibals. Thanks guys. Cannibal demons, I guess. Spoilers. Cannibal demons. Yeah. I mean, this, I would have said somebody saw Wendigo and said, I I made the movie Wendigo. Why don't I also make an episode of Fear Itself? That's the same kind of story. Yeah. I'll do that. But the good thing is for me is I really liked Skin and Bones. Well, so Skin and Bones uh, has people in it, but it has Doug Jones in it. Yes. And that's what I'm going to mainly focus on. So it is, it is, I, anything that I didn't, so I will say that what Fa- Larry Fessenden did, I liked. I I like the way he films uh, things. I like the way he, I like the way he chooses to light things. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very lit, but in like a cool. I'm not hiding. I'm not trying to be scary in the dark kind of way, which I really fucking appreciate. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And Doug Jones looks haunting in this. Yeah, and terrifying at times. And. You can say, like, oh, Doug Jones, whatever he doesn't do. No, Doug Jones really is actually very good and very accomplished. Yeah, this is a case where you watch this and realize how how talented Doug Jones is oh, and totally. how smart Larry Fessenden was in understanding, I have Doug Jones, I just need to craft what I'm doing around what he can do, and that yeah. that's all I need to do. Yes, it was, that was amazing, and there are, there are, just weird choices with the way that they film him move Doug Jones moving and the way he's moving. And, and again, they don't hide how creepy he looks in like a shadow or like they don't make him popping into screen, be the scare him existing on screen is the scare. And I, and I really, really like that because that's something that a lot of uh, people don't do. Yeah. And it's Uh, one of those, like, on one hand, I want to say the makeup's really good. On the other hand, I don't know how, is it just that the makeup's good or that Doug Jones knows what to do with his body and face to make, to make this work, work the way it's supposed to. I think, I mean, both. And, and I think that that's really great and it's really impressive. And I, I really, really appreciate that, that, that uh, about this it's also completely single set yes like it's it's on this wonderful house it's yeah it's a really nice house. change of scenery for you know we've said that a lot with the different episodes that like under like and eater was the best example of 
here's our set. We're going to make use of it. It's not quite like something you've seen before. And that's something yeah. we didn't talk about with community, but like for an episode about a community, I really wish there was any kind of visual identifier to the community. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I told you there's like stores in a square and they're right. walking around. Or and I don't, I didn't see that. I would have liked to have yeah, been it just more like some little world. Canadian town somewhere. Uh, yeah. But in this one where it's a ranch, uh, so you just have that openness, you have sunset, you have horses in the background, like it looks different and good. And for knowing that you just have 45 minutes in this one, uh, set, it's just, it's fine. Cause it just gives you that refresher for 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so that, yes, I agree with you. The setting was good and it was used well, but I thought the house was used well. I knew the geography of the yes, house. Same. Like there's so many things that you can take for granted when when they're there that when you see when you see things that where it's yep. not there you're like oh no this is actually super good this is super well done it, for me it was this it was the story the story beats and the dialogue um, it was extremely rote territory in my opinion nothing interesting or new happened except yep. the fact that it wasn't just a cannibal man it was like a demon went into a man and made him a cannibal but yeah even with all the talking i feel like i don't understand that any better yeah i didn't mind that it was such a simple story because you only have 45 minutes so and the story is very simple that this we're on a ranch um the dad is doug jones and he's gone off hunting and hasn't come back in a few days uh, his brother um, seems to be very kind of concerned, caretaking. Also, something's going on. And sure enough, yes, because we find out the brother and the mother have had an affair. There's two kids, two teenage boys who are probably, I guess by the end, we find out they're his kids, not Doug Jones's. Um, and that's it. And that so when Doug Jones comes back as a Wendigo, basically, um, he is hungry to eat people. Um, and there is this other element that there is this kind of resentment that probably he had in life of, did my wife have, are these my kids or are they my brother's kids? And it just, with this kind of monstrous thing, he gets to kind of act out upon it, I guess. So, eh, you know, for, um, for a 45 minute, uh, little horror story, I didn't need much more complexity than that. But how would you have done it differently? What would you have wanted more or less of in what direction? But uh, you're, you're completely right because the, 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 the flip of that would be to, be to try to do too much in 45 minutes and have it feel super rushed. But, but there has to be a middle ground because I was so bored mm, and there, really? was, there was no reveals. I 100% knew what it was doing. Yeah. And and it and it introduced characters to have them say the thinnest basest shit, and then yeah. die. Well, and, and yeah, we like... should we should we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the, uh, you know, there's there's the kill your gaze trope. There's the kill your black guy first. There is also the kill the helpful indigenous person who seems to show up just to do the thing. Uh, that's needed to help the white people, and and that does happen it, here. It was it was very like mystical mystical native yeah and which i don't love and yeah. wasn't even done interestingly yeah like if you're if you're gonna do something that's what i mean about it being super super tropey and like just super thin thematically like i get it we like you're doing all this stuff but it's not interesting or self-aware uh, i i don't know what 
there was just uh, like they were having conversation like really long conversations about nothing so have a more robust conversation or have more action i don't care about these characters and you i knew you, you set all of it in motion very seamlessly so you don't need all this exposition because you literally are showing it to me I, so, I mean, I don't know what I would have done. I might have had the kids be more involved sooner, mm. more active participants, because yeah. they were just kind of there. And that old, eldest boy was old. He would have been, like, up for protecting his mother. And, like, but it only comes in at the very, very end. And, like, forcing her to cook a guy is, is good. But that went on really long. Yeah, I really like that scene. <laughs> But I, I like—I I've really started to like cooking shows. So, oh, well, cooking shows are very yeah. relaxing. because so it's, it's not just like you know she has to make meat. Like she has to cook her lover, her husband's brother, who has been you know chopped up for him. And Doug Jones is so picky about how he wants it cooked, which I really, as somebody who's—we talked about this. I'm—I like food. I like to eat food that is cooked a certain way. Um, I appreciated him being very uh, directive with uh, telling his wife how to cook it. Yeah, and, and and it's not like I had no problem with that scene. I just really feel like most of them went, most of these setups went on too long. Fair, yeah. And and to the point where I stopped caring because I got what they were doing when at the beginning of the scene. So the rest of it was just like, okay, I got it. No more additive information. It, but like yeah. it was there. It was so close. And Zach made a joke. Was like, if you so if you can't show like women getting beat up or or show their tits so it's just men talking that's that's what you swap it out with and i was like hmm, interesting because there was just so much dude talking in this yeah that's true and in like i the the indigenous gent whose name was like was it like willie bear i don't know probably <laughs> it, it was eddie bear, <laughs> eddie bear. So he was like he was it, it was so weird like they had a single set, and I feel like they were like, okay, we have a single set. We need to get a lot of people there so that we can have people to interact with within this story. And I feel like he barely did anything, and yeah. then the brother barely did anything, and then the kids were just kind of there. But then the wife didn't really do anything. There was a lot of – like, every human being in this was really dumb. Like yeah, the, and so because yeah. Eddie Bear is like ready to shoot Doug Jones, and they're like, no, 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 we don't know if he's really infected yet. Okay, fine. But then when Eddie Bear decides to like go after him, he puts his gun down and picks up a knife. So there was that. Yeah. The mother just constantly like when Doug Jones is like very clearly murderous, saying to her like, "Give me the gun," and she's like, "Well, okay, I guess I will. You're my husband." And so there's a few decisions like that that do not, you know, that it. it as we're talking through it, I think it is, to me, it's really clear, like, this is worth watching. I, I think this is one of the better episodes, but that is entirely because of what is done with and around Doug Jones. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because um, even by the end, I think there's something real, like, I think as soon as there is an argument that to be made that there is something interesting going on where you could watch it and say, oh, is he really a Wendigo or is this just... You know, is this his way of finally confronting the fact that his wife has cheated on him? Which is a cool concept, but I don't think it's deep enough because I think no, he's clearly a Wendigo, so it's, it's, there's not much there. 
Yeah, and if you if you choose to have that internal debate, then that is something that you choose. The movie didn't didn't yeah it gave guide me in that direction that you could make work with it, but not it's not as deep as I think maybe it intent thought it could have been. It it would have been really cool, like it just uh, some some slight little tweaks here and there, and I think it was like yeah. this could have been like the episode, but I don't know. That's a it good just point. I just felt like how would I. I would have had a real hard time sitting watching it as it aired with commercials. It, it felt it felt like it was daring me to stay on board. Like like we're gonna talk for a real long time. No. <laughs> we're gonna give you the recipe for beef stew. The next thing is gonna be cool though. Like I don't want to feel that way. I want to feel being like I'm being driven towards the end, not like I'm lazily walking there. This is apparently based on a novel, which I did Ooh. not know. Based on a true story. Yes, which was based in its own. Uh, it's the same um, Alexei Tolstoy. I don't know if he is a... Do you think it, it's Tolstoy? No, because that's... Uh, wait. Wait a minute. What's going on? IMDb is confusing me now. Um, I I would be feel really dumb if... Wait, what is Tolstoy's first name? No, Leo Tolstoy. No, not the same one. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it is the same. He is also credited for the story or the stories that inspired Black Sabbath. Oh, weird. Yeah. I got to get to IMTV. Interesting. So I'm guessing he just has a story about a Wendigo that, for all I know, that was also used for the movie Wendigo, which Larry Fessenden directed. So I don't know. I don't, that makes me sad to think that maybe all the interesting things came from somewhere else. So what was, so was all that was added the really boring dialogue? Oh no! Uh, did you see Wendigo? Um, um a long, long yeah, same. It's been well, not a long time ago, but like I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I can't even say if I liked it because I kind of dumped it out of my brain. It it came out in two thousand and one. I feel like I watched it on DVD in like two thousand and three, and that was yeah, I, years ago, people. Um, I remember yeah. um, it because it's the the attractive man from the Dawn of the Dead remake, and I remember seeing his butt and that being pleasant. But that's that's all I got. Oh yeah, Jake Weber is Jake in Weber, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Weber, as I assume his the correct German pronunciation would be. I mean, probably. Yeah. But look, yeah. Um, but yeah, to to and again, there's a part of me that looks at this project and says, "Look, Larry Fessenden." Is a little bit, you know, a little Roger Cormany. Like he's a guy that is used to making making something with a li- with a little bit, and was asked to do an episode of the show. Said, "What's my budget? What's my time frame?" Okay, that's really limited. Wow, you have really because from what we know of this, like the budgets weren't huge, the, yeah. and I think the filming schedule was really short for all of this. So I do think he looked at like, what can I do in two weeks of filming? Let me call Doug Jones. What can I do with him? You know what? What if I just kind of remake Wendigo in 43 minutes? And that's kind yeah. of what you got. So there's something kind of smart about that decision, even if it's a little bit less inspired as a final product. Yeah, I would like to look at Wendigo now. Uh, I'm kind of curious to revisit it. Having, and see. Yeah, how similar or what, or if they're, they are even similar I, I don't know. I, I wanted to like it because yeah. I immediately was like, I like the setting and I like what Doug Jones is doing. But but that for me wasn't enough to push through almost 45 minutes. Yeah. But again, like you said, there I, I think that it's worth watching because it is only 45, like 40 something oh, minutes. Yeah. It's not a huge... 
It's not and a big commitment. Wild looking, and it do, and it does give you stuff. Even if I think um, you're, I, I was more on board with it than you were. But even if I think you were at your level of saying, "Yeah, the writing's not that good. The story's not that good." It's still like it's Doug Jones doing what Doug Jones is great at doing, and what nobody else can do quite like he can. For sure, and 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 I know it's easy to say things like, "Oh, he's such a great look at what a, an amazing talent he." Is. But like, I like when I can actually see that on screen. Like, yeah, when you can sometimes... see his face, I always feel that like he's somebody that yeah. doesn't get to like you know when you see him in normal mode, like that's I get happy because I'm like, oh, that's what he looks like. I forget that sometimes. Yeah, because it's not just physical stuff. Yeah. He's a he's like a good actor. Yeah. He's an absentia too. Yes, yeah. Mike Flanagan movie. Like yep. I like seeing him actually acting things. And yeah. I mean, it's great what Del Toro has done, you know, making him, you know, his body guy. And he he builds characters on movement and stuff. But it's cool when he, yeah, gets to be a, a character with a face. Yeah, because then I think you really get to <laughs> if nothing else, this leaves you with such an appreciation for what he can do. And it's it's both the the weird body stuff, but also like, no, but he's also a good actor. <laughs> and we forget that yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was an interesting, interesting uh, entry. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, for me, this is ranking pretty high. Like when we do our final ranks, this will probably be near the top. Um, but uh, again, I can also completely look back and say, but yeah, it's not ambitious and it doesn't do anything new. It just does what it's trying to do. I think pretty well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was Skin and Bones. When next we meet, do you know what's uh, up on the docket? I don't. I am just being kind of a okay, pain today. Okay. We're you, about halfway through the season. It? I do. Um, I am very excited. The next episode is Something with Bite, which I believe is directed by. Oh, oh fuck, motherfucker. Yeah, I just saw it too. Uh, why? Why world? This is so 2020. Like, I know that this show came out in 2008, <laughs> but giving me something directed by Ernest R. Dick- Dickerson and then telling me that it was written by Max Landis. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you, world. How, why? How and why would you do that to me? <sighs> it's disappointing because now there's no way it's going to be good. Like, I, I don't make the rules again. Like Brandon Routh is super hot. I don't make those rules. Max <laughs> Landis is a terrible writer. I don't make those rules yeah. either. Yeah. All right. Well, on that disappointing note, <laughs> that put oh. us both in a bad mood. Um, no, there's there's good, good things going on in the world, right? Like um, um, um. Nope. Um, I'll I'll get something. There's drama in the figure skating world. That's that's something that that's kept oh, me going. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'll take yeah. I'll take what I can get. Drag Race Holland, right? We Drag Race we Holland. do. I've not watched it, but sure. Yeah, I bet that's that's yeah. Um, I figured out how to keep my cat from being constipated. That's that's been a, a great that's a win great part of the year. So yeah, you know we gotta gotta find what we can. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you've you've got some new like gluten-free vegan recipes you've tried or something maybe yeah i've, I've baked a, a zucchini bread so that's oh, something that sounds lovely yeah so we'll we'll get through this everybody we will together goodbye until, until next week bye-bye